0: Drive Time on RTE Radio 1. Sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more.
1: Now, Paralympics Ireland is calling on fans to get behind Team Ireland athletes for the Paris 2024 Paralympic Games later this year. With more tickets going on sale last week and the Paralympic medal designs being unveiled, the road to the Games is approaching the home stretch and our reporter Una Kelly has been speaking to some para-athletes hoping to qualify for Team Ireland. Una? Yes sir. it's just 197 days to go now until the Games. Ireland will have around 30 athletes travelling to Paris in 5 or 6 teams. The sports are rowing, cycling, swimming, athletics equestrian and possibly table tennis. Now the slots on those teams are not all filled yet which means the next few months are crucial for those who are hoping to make the cut and one such person is Sarah Slattery from Galway who's been balancing training along with being a new mother again. Sarah's hoping to fill the final slot in the Para horse dressage team. Now her whole family has been steeped in equestrian sports so it was no surprise that she eventually followed suit. But when Sarah was eight she had cancer in her arm and had an operation meaning the tendons and ligaments had to be removed and replaced with tendons and ligaments from her leg. That means she kept her arm but she has reduced strength and mobility. So when she is doing her equestrian sports she rides with lipped reins. She told me that last year Para started it to seem like an achievable goal to her and she told me a bit about her training schedule.
2: It's crazy I do a lot of, of course we I ride the horse every day and the more intense training with her I do maybe kind of three days a week and then the other days we'll kind of still be riding but on a bit more of a relaxed basis because the horse also needs to get a break and, and have a bit of freedom and then for myself then I'd be in the gym definitely four or five days a week um, I also do spinning I have PT And I try and run a bit just to keep that kind of stamina up and especially when it comes to horse riding and especially when you have a a disability, a lot of it comes to down to my core. So I might not have that strength in my upper body or my arms, but then I'm able to stabilise myself within my core and ride the horse like that. So kind of a lot of strength training would actually be off the horse and in the gym. People might not realise how much physicality a horse riding sport entails. Yeah, there's a a lot to it. And especially when it comes to the likes of dressage, if anybody ever has watched it or seen clips of it, it looks like the rider is sitting there doing nothing. And that is actually the point of it. it is meant to be harmonious and it's meant to just look like the horse is doing all these amazing movements by itself. But in reality, the rider is doing a lot just by shifting their body weight or, or squeezing their stomach muscles or, or moving their legs slightly. So really, you have to be very strong physically, like in your in your core and in your body um, to be able to make those small movements um, for the horse to react. And then when it comes back then to to para-dressage is even more difficult because a lot of the horses are trained by able-bodied riders and then you might put up a disabled person who's maybe doesn't have strength in their arm like me and the horse is used to having someone being able to hold on the reins with equal strength. And then they have to relearn all they've been taught as well and to go in in a different way than what they're used to. So it really is a a big partnership between the two and the two have to work together because if the horse doesn't understand what you're asking them, you're not going to be able to compete or complete the the dressage test. So, yeah, it's amazing. How do you feel when you're on the horse and competing? Oh, I love it. I love it. (laughs) Um, It's complete freedom. And and like from a lot of my teammates as well, um, Like some who are in in wheelchairs and stuff, it it gives them a different lease on life. You know, they can go wherever they want. They can do whatever they like. They're not restricted by their wheelchair or by a step or by something silly. The horse can can bring them places that they never thought they could go. And for me, it's the same. And even just to be competitive at this level with a horse is just, yeah, it's, it's mind blowing. I love it.
1: When people with a disability are competing in elite sports, there can be a, a sort of narrative around holding them up as inspirational figures. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Um. Yeah, listen, I think if someone inspires you to, to be better and to do things, that is amazing. I think anybody would be happy with that. I suppose for us as para athletes, we are athletes. Our focus is on now, especially this year, getting to Paris, putting in that training and doing those things. So to be recognised for that, first and foremost, will be, will be the main thing. And of course, if we inspire people along the way,
1: that's great. That's Sarah Slattery there. Now, Parry, athle- a- athletics is always a popular choice for people, Una, but training for a triathlon, really no mean feat at all. Yeah, absolutely, especially when you're vision impaired. Now Donica McCarthy from Cork lost his sight as a child. He's totally blind, so when he trains, he's tethered to his guide Sean husband. Donica's hoping to qualify for a spot on the Team Ireland Triathlon team. He works a full-time job and trains at least 25 hours per week on top of that, between Dublin where he lives, and Monaghan where his guide Sean lives. He told me how demanding that can be
3: probably the most difficult thing for me really was uh, I didn't really come from a swim background so I had to learn swimming from scratch. So that, that's probably something I found, found the most challenging in terms of uh, I, I'd never actually seen anyone swim and it's primarily it's a very technical based sport so that I found that quite a challenge. I guess what, what really works for me uh, more hands-on so the coach has been more hands-on with me and my guide as well so like even in the swim, getting in the water with me and physically moving my arms in, in the position that they need to be in to, to catch water, pull an efficient stroke to just help me understand and get a feel for what the various movements are like, what they should feel like then when I'm going full floor and in, in race mode, you know.
1: And if you get to Paris when it's all finished in September what do you want to have achieved, both for yourself and for Paralympics?
3: Just even getting involved in sport, it's it's a huge confidence boost. It's a uh, it's a huge it's a like, hugely rewarding experience as well, just to compete and take part in races. And I think that's something that I want. I think other people to realise, and if there's any kids or, or young people with a dis- disability watching, that think, Joe, oh, that's something that's not possible for them to do. I think it's more realizing that your your I suppose your yourself is your, own, your your biggest limiter I suppose um, and it's just getting that out there to them just getting more people involved in sport and, and active
1: that was Donica McCarthy there. He's hoping to qualify for Team Ireland in triathlon. My Paralympics Ireland has an overall vision for these games in Paris later in the year. They say it makes such a difference when athletes feel that the public is invested in them. So they're calling on the public to show their support as the games draw nearer. Stephen McNamara is the CEO of Paralympics Ireland. and He says the aim of Paris 24 is to make sure Paris sports are as visible as possible
0: the reality is we've had huge progression I think probably the 2012 games in London uh, was a moment where people really realised wow para sports and disability sports can really deliver you know over the years the para programme has delivered enormous number of medals we've seen people like Jason Smith uh, bring home medals from every single games Uh, Jason is now retired and he's working here with us Uh, but even during Jason's time you know Jason would have uh, been probably the most high profile athlete and we can see now that there's a number of kids come true based on that uh, we see people like ellen Keane who who provide also you know this platform for people to believe it's possible for them to to replicate maybe what she's done but maybe in a sport that they love uh, we're certainly seeing more women coming through i think over probably all of the work that's been done by the 2020 campaign a number of years ago uh, we'll probably actually have more women qualifying for uh, for the games than we will men. So what we know is that if athletes demonstrate and win medals and if the media cover, that the message gets out to people. The, the, the power of seeing a person on the television, on seeing an athlete win and pull on that green jersey and then being able to identify with that person is just absolutely enormous. And that's really what the opportunity is for the year ahead.
1: And that's Stephen McNamara, CEO of Paralympics Ireland, finishing that report from Una Kelly.